So tune into my next episode with Aaliyah. Aaliyah is a social media travel influencer. Sounds interesting? Well, it definitely is. So Aaliyah's job allows her to travel anywhere, live anywhere. So she's been living in Mexico and she has so many great suggestions for creating a business online, creating products that are going to bring an income without you having to work on them every single day, all the opportunities that her job has afforded her and the future of where she sees herself and her boyfriend. So tune in. I'm really excited about this interview because, you know, if you're interested in creating an online presence for yourself, an online business, this is the episode for you. Welcome to the Are We Home Yet podcast, where we talk to expats about what it's like living abroad, and they tell their stories, whether it's the struggles, the joys, falling in love, raising a family, managing a business in another country, and maybe still searching for that place they will one day call home. This is a place where you can listen, the guest and host will share, and maybe we'll all learn from these stories that we're all connected in what home means to each of us. I'm your host, Jalila Clark. Welcome to the show. All right. Welcome back to the Are We Home Yet podcast. So today I have the pleasure of interviewing Aaliyah. Hi, Aaliyah. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat today. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so where do you currently live and how long have you lived there? So right now I'm in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, Mm -hmm. which is like 45 minutes south of Cancun. Mm -hmm. Um, And I moved here at the beginning of May. So I'm coming up on a month (laughs) being here, Um, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm here with my partner and my my little doggie. So uh, yeah, we're having a great Okay. You know, what, what prompted the move there of any place where you could have moved? Well, you know, like most people with, uh, most people, they're like, oh, you know, if I, if they have kids, they're like, oh, what my, I want to make sure, you know, it's a place where my kids can go and things like that. I don't have a child, but I do have a dog. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've always wanted to live abroad, um, ever since I quit my job and started traveling, which was in 2019. So once I I traveled for four months, I did Europe and Asia. And then when I came back, I was like, man, just like people that are like living abroad. I didn't honestly wasn't too hip to all of that game back then. Mm -hmm. But once I started meeting people and I'm like, wow, they're living out here. You know, people are um, working in other countries and teaching in other countries and living in other countries. I was like, dang, I want to do that. You know, I would like to live in another country. But I never got around to doing it because, mm-hmm. it, you know, like I said, that was 2019. And the next year, everything was shut down. Couldn't mm-hmm. go anywhere. So it kind of killed my whole I'm trying to leave the country plan. So um, now that, you know, things started, I started traveling again. I was like, you know what? Um, my birthday is coming up and, you know, my partner is getting ready to, he teaches. So he it's his summertime for him. And um, so I was like, you know what? 
I want to go live somewhere. We should go live somewhere else. We're always talking about living somewhere else. So I'm like, we're just going to do it. And I picked Mexico because one of my friends lives in Mexico City and she has a dog. Her dog looks just like mine. So I was like, hey, I noticed you have your dog in Mexico. You know, like, how was it? And then, you know, she kind of told me about it. And then I talked to one of my other friends who lives in Guatemala right now, but he also lived in Mexico for a long time. He has like five dogs. So I'm like, so I was asking him, you know, cause I like Central America. So I was like asking him about how it was having dogs, you know, like in another country. And he was saying that um, Mexico, there's like more things. Like there's more, there's better dog food. Like you have more options. It's easier to get things than like in Guatemala. Cause I really like Guatemala too. I was thinking about moving there as well. Um, but yeah, when I but then when I talked to my friend who had her dog in Mexico, she said it was super easy to get him over here. And I was like, OK, great. Well, that's what I'm going to do, because it's um, I had like a week to plan this. <laughs> so I was like, and um, so, yeah, we left. And that's why I picked Mexico. because It was really easy to get my dog over here. Basically, that was really the the, uh, the reason why I picked it. And because it's close to America, if I need to go ever go back for anything. Um, I can just hop on a flight. It'll mm-hmm, be easy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta take my baby. I can't leave him in America, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, because you know, pets, pets definitely can feel like family. Absolutely. So it's okay. I get that. I get that. Um, okay, so then you know, I know maybe slightly off the topic of expat podcast, but now I'm a little bit curious. How long have you had your dog? Where did the dog come from? I'm really curious about that. So tell me all about. <laughs> So I've had my I've had my dog since 2016. Mm-hmm. Yes, 2016. I rescued him from the animal shelter in Austin, and uh, yeah, we've been rocking it ever since. My little, my little guy here. Um, usually, like you know, I would have like well, usually while I'm traveling, either like my mom will keep him, or I would have like a friend keep him. But um, as time has gone on, my mother is no longer able to care for him. Uh Um, She has dementia. So I had to end up putting her in a memory care facility. So she can't take care of him. And um, my and the other people I had taken care of him, they can't take care of him anymore either. Because, you know, people are starting to go back to work and things like that. So that's why um, he is with me now. And uh, yeah, so I've had him for a long time. Okay. I'm not so, quitting on him either. We know we're not quitters around here. <laughs> and so, so what made you honestly get a dog? Because honestly, that's something that I hear from lots of expats, you know, who are living over here. I mean, and, and I found it a little bit curious because it was like, well, you don't know how long you'll be living in one specific place. You know, there's all, there was always my worry about getting a pet and then being like, okay, well, how, like, how am I able to transport, you know, move around with my pet? And so when I've had expat friends who tell me, oh yeah, well, well, I got a pet. And I'm like, well, do you worry about being able to like move somewhere else? And they're like, oh, well, we'll think of that when we get to that. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, (laughs) all right. I get it. I get it. So it's like, you know, so I do wonder like, you know, what, what, what made you get a pet to begin with? Well, back when, first of all, he is my, this is, he's like my, second dog so I had a dog before him um I had a dog before him and that dog he passed away he was 17 I'd had him for since I was a kid and he was my childhood dog he passed away in like 2015 and then no no you know what he passed away the same year I got him 
I got I got Archer a couple um, a couple of months later, and at the time. I was working a job. I had a boyfriend, not that my partner now, but I had like a boyfriend. We were living together. He had a dog, you know, so we were used to having two dogs and then we had one dog. And then he was like, you know, you should really, you know, I know you miss my other dog's name is Piper. He was like, you should get another dog. He was like, no, because I was kind of iffy about getting another dog because I was so sad. And he was like, you know, you should get another dog. So we went to the um, animal shelter one day and Archer had been there for like 27 days. And I was like, wow, like somebody like they nobody wants this dog, you know? So <laughs> and I felt so bad for him because Austin is a no-kill. Um, and they have they're like a no-kill zone for animal shelters. So their their shelters get overrun by dogs and cats a lot of time. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, um, you know, they basically were giving him away for free. So I you know, I didn't pay for him at all. I paid for him and then they gave me the money back after I got him neutered. Okay. But that's why I got him. Um, cause yeah, I was used to having dogs and, you know, he's part of my old lifestyle. Cause you know, I used to have rent in a apartment and I had a full-time job, you know, and I was very grounded there. You know, I was deep in the, the rat race. So mm. <laughs> I was didn't have a plan to go anywhere. I never thought I would be moving to another country or anything like that back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So then how did the plan, like, how did the plan come together to actually move to another country? Like what, like, like how, how did that all come together? Because I know just from my experience of moving to another country, even though I already had a job lined up and, you know, they were already like, okay, the moment you get here, we're going to help you find apartments, you know, and there was already someone here who, you know, had been doing that for all the expat employees for a gazillion years. So, so like, what, what was your experience like? Well, my experience was, uh, it's probably a little different than most people. Um, cause I move, I'm a professional traveler. So I do travel often, usually on a monthly basis. So for me to be in one spot for a while is a lot for me. <laughs> so, um, so honestly, like all of my choices, I made it very last minute. Um, <laughs> like I said, I had been kind of talking to my friends about it and just like, you know, getting like a little feel of it. But uh, my partner and I have always talked about living in another country. We don't want to live in America. I mean, it's kind of, um, he actually taught, he lived in uh, Kuwait for a while. He was mm-hmm. a principal out there. He's in education. Um, so he's lived abroad and... I've been traveling all over mm-hmm. and we, yeah, we just don't want to pay for it. We don't, it's just so expensive to live in America. It's very hard once you start traveling and realizing, you know, uh, money and value and things of that nature. And you just find out how people are living in other countries. You're like, I don't want to go back to America, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I've never, we've never really wanted to be there and me meeting him and finding out that he didn't want to live in America either. I'm like, oh, cool. Me either. So like we've been trying to figure out how to leave. We've just been mostly traveling like almost like three months out of the three weeks out of the month. Um, just, you know, just checking out places. But I uh, but yeah, I make this decision last minute, very last minute. I was getting off of a I had a, a campaign. I was doing Carnival Cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work in social media. I'm a social media travel influencer. So I can I. 
I can be anywhere. My job is everywhere. So mm-hmm. as long as I'm traveling, I got something to post, you know, I can make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got off. We just got off a cruise with Carnival. And then we were like, okay, well, we got to get out of here. I went to leave. I was like, I want to leave. Um, so I basically planned everything. I booked our flights, found us an Airbnb, mm-hmm. um, say at, um, and then we left after I figured out that it really didn't like how long we could stay in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, we can stay in Mexico for, I think 180 days. So I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't do the whole visa thing because, mm-hmm. um, I actually have, I'm going to Bali soon. So, you know, I'm going to Bali soon because I'm hosting a group trip. So if anybody wants to join the group trip, we still have three spots left, but um, I'll be in Bali probably for like a month in July and August. And then we'll probably come back to Mexico. And you know, I might pick another place to live in Mexico for a while. Um, just because, I mean, I would eventually one day, hopefully soon, own like different properties. Like I want to op- I want to have like Airbnbs in like different countries, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that'd be like super cool. So that's definitely one of my goals that I haven't gotten to yet. But I want to scope out places that I might want to get those in. So um, this is definitely a place I really like. Really like Playa del Carmen. We we love it here. We were only going to stay for a month, but now we're going to stay for like two months, probably until okay. we go to Bali. So okay, okay, uh, yeah, because uh-huh. I do travel for a living, so I can't technically even stay anywhere that long because I'm always going to have to be somewhere else, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you get into this very interesting line of work? Well, it's actually a kind of a funny story. So, um, I started well, after I came back from traveling, like when I was traveling, um, back in 2019, I was posting stuff on Instagram, but I was like posting them, but I wasn't really wasn't doing too much with it. And then when I got back and people found, you know, people started asking me all these questions like, how did you do this? And where did you do this? And how did you do that? And how did you do this? So um, so then I started to post more on social media about like things that would help people travel, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and then people kind of started asking me more questions. And, you know, on Instagram, you only in your caption, you only have like a certain amount of words that you can put in there. So um, I needed somewhere where I could expand on the topics I was already telling people about. Mm-hmm. And so I got a website. So then I made my website and then I launched my <laughs> I got my website in January of 2020. And then I launched it in February, right? And then, you know what happened in March? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything got shut down. Everything got shut down. And then everyone was like, oh, like, you're not supposed to be traveling. You know, traveling was like bad and like all this stuff. So then I'm like, dang, I just like made this whole website about travel. And now I can't post nothing. People are going to call me a... Uh, colonizer, you know, okay. <laughs> you know? Like, don't you talk about travel? So then I was like, I, you know, I tried to kind of post things, but not really. And, you know, it got really bad for me at a moment. Cause I was like, dang, I really thought I was about to try to hold, do this whole travel influencer thing. And it's not working and everything shut down. I shouldn't be traveling. You know, it took them forever to make the vaccine. And I was just like getting like really down on myself. And then, um, my partner started, uh, my partner came and he started living with me and mm-hmm. helping me 
take care of my mom. And he was like, you should get on TikTok. And I was like, uh, I don't know. And he was like, no, for real, you should get on TikTok. It's really fun. You know, because like people, nobody was really on TikTok. They were, but like they weren't. So I was like, I don't know. And he was like, you should try it. And I was like, all right. So one day I was like, okay, I'm gonna try it. So then I got on TikTok and I started, he helped me make some videos. So I started making videos and they were not about travel. Because remember, travel is bad. Not mm-hmm. supposed to be travel. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing anything about travel, but I started getting followers, you know, and then uh, I started getting followers. I had like maybe like 30,000 followers, not mm-hmm. making travel content, not at all. And um, then I posted one travel video. I was like, okay. I was like, it was like maybe March or April, 2021. Mm-hmm. And I was at this time and I was like, ah. Uh, I have a video about travel. I don't know if I should make it. I don't know. He was like, post it. You know, you should post it. I was like, okay, I'm going to post it. So I posted this video. It was, um, it was where, uh, where you can, oh, it was countries you can go to and be a millionaire with like a hundred dollars. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe and join our community via Facebook and Instagram by typing in are we home yet podcast and Twitter by typing in are we home yet pod where we share resources you can interact with our guest and you have a chance to tell your story as a former current or future expat and of course be a part of our community the social media links are also at the bottom of the page on the are we home yet podcast.com website as well okay back to the show I think oh that's yeah. nice wow can you can you remember like what what's one of the countries uh indonesia it was like indonesia right. iran and somewhere else i forgot the other one okay all right cool 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 yeah and it got like a ton of views and i was uh-huh. like oh wow. like like a lot of views i was like hey maybe i should start posting more travel stuff so mm-hmm. then i kind of started posting more things you know and i started getting more followers and um, then when I thought it was more appropriate, because I was getting ready to make my first trip in like over a year, and um, we were going to go to Puerto Rico for my birthday. And I was like, all right, well, you know, let me, since I know I'm going to start traveling, I guess I feel more comfortable to post travel content. So then I started posting travel deals because mm-hmm. um, I find I've been looking for and finding travel deals for probably like the last like 10 years, just, you know, on some random stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started posting about that and I started getting a ton of followers. I think like one of my posts got like a million views or something. And I just started getting a lot of followers from like posting travel deals. Then, um, you know, I would post about hostels and people would start following me. because I started telling them about hostels and places that I've stayed at. And, um, yeah, I kind of just like grew my following just by, I started giving it out. Um, then I switched, at that time, I just switched to all travel content by like, I want to say April of 2021. Yeah, mm-hmm. April 2021, I just started exclusively posting travel content. And that's when I started getting a lot of followers, like a, like a bunch of followers, over like 100,000. Um, and right now, I think I, right now I have, 
wow, on TikTok wow. at 15K on or 16K on Instagram. That that kind of just happened because of reels. Thank God for reels. But um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, so that's kind of how I got started. And uh, there there weren't a lot of people. There were basically there was no black people doing travel content on TikTok mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. time. Now, and I, there was a lot of people on Instagram doing it. And I was telling people on Instagram, y'all need to get on TikTok. They didn't listen to me. So I said, okay, well, I'll just do it by myself. I'll be the pioneer. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that was me. I'm everybody's um, travel bestie on the internet telling you guys like it is. Mm -hmm. Especially coming and you know, my point of view is from a black woman's point of view and black women love to travel. Yes. So it's gonna take my advice you know <laughs> i give out the good advice because you know we can talk to each other so other people may not be able to cater to that crowd i can so it works out well for me and i've worked with a couple of brands like um away away luggage i love them um, I had a I had one of their luggage pieces before that, um, and I started posting about it, and that's how I got on their radar. So I've done a collaboration with them. I work with World Packers, which is like a um, volunteer service where you can like go to another country and volunteer. You basically just pay for your flight, and then you get your lodging for free. Sometimes you get food for free and activities, just depending on where you decide you want to go stay at. And um, I've worked with Drops app. Uh, and like I was saying, I just recently worked with Carnival. So uh, that'll be fun. So that, that's always fun. And they sent me on a cruise for seven days. I made them one video. They did pay me. So it was paid. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's so how I paid my rent this month <laughs> in Mexico. Oh, okay. <laughs> my Carnival buddy. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much my whole story. I mean, I want to live abroad, but if I don't, if I, if I go... Out and I try something and I don't like it, then I don't have to do it again. And exactly. uh, me and my friends, yeah. me and one of my uh, friends, we always had this thing like, all the time when we would go out and we'd be like, "Well, do you want to go to this event?" He, I don't know. I was like, "Well, we could just go." This is our thing. We we're like, "Well, we could always go, and if we don't like it, we'll leave." That was like that would be our. We would say it to each other all the time. Well, we'll go. If we don't like it, we'll leave. And we've done that plenty of times. Yeah. So that's why I tell myself, all right, I'm going to go and I'm going to try it. If I don't like it, I'm going to leave. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. You don't have to do anything permanent. You can just go and live in a country for a little while, see if you like it. If you don't like it, you can go back home or go wherever or go somewhere different. It's yeah, really exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. You and maybe that. living, making friends in different places. I mean, how, how does that work? Like, is it easy? Is it hard? Uh, I honestly, I, I would say I'm more like an introvert, but mm-hmm. if I need to be an extrovert, like if I want to go find some friends, I know where to go look, I know where to go get them from, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that's like definitely not a, never like really been an issue. I know for me uh, right now, I'm not like seeking out social activities. I think my partner is more of like a, a social person because mm-hmm. me, I'm just like, I get up. I get up in the morning and I'm like, all right, my book, get up. I'm going to go walk the dog. I'm, I'm about to get on my computer. I got to work, you know, because, <laughs> like, like, you know, when you when you are because for me, my business is me and I am the brand and everything is on me. I don't have no employees. If I don't work, I don't make no money. So I get up and, you know, I'm trying to be active. I answer emails and all this, all the stuff that I have to do. I'm literally like 
20 different people right now. Um, but, um, so for me, I mean, social, social interactions, it's not at the top of my list. Um, and even when I was making my goals for the year and I sat down and wrote down my personal goals and I wrote down my business goals and all my business goals were like way longer. That list was had like a bunch of things on it. My personal goals had like four things on it. I'm like, really? <laughs> so you don't want to have a life this year. Um, but like, honestly, like the social aspect really ain't even there for me. Um, just because I know I'm like very focused on trying to set up my life so I don't have to work um, so that I can enjoy having a social life, you know, without thinking, oh my gosh, I need to be doing this or oh my gosh, I need to be doing that. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I'm kind of just like focused on work right now, but um, I have joined a couple of the, um, the, the expat groups in the area for like black people. And we are, we're gonna go to this uh, party on um, Memorial Day mm-hmm. that I get, I, it said it was like a diaspora group. I was like, all right, well, we'll probably go check that out. So you said, you know, you would like to like not work one day. So like, like, what does that look like? You know, you're not working, but you're doing what? Or you're living where? Like, I'm really curious, like what, what does that future look like? So for me, um, I my plan is to, and don't still my plan, I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> my plan is to um, sell a lot of digital products. Okay. So I already have a couple of things on my website already that I do sell. Like I sell travel guides, um, eBooks and things like that. So um, that is what I'm trying to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is also one of the reasons why I'm in Mexico because I do want to create a travel guide because that was the other reason why I moved here because I was like, okay, well, this could be like a really good business opportunity. I can get to know the area and I can give people information and insight on it. And people, because Mexico is one of the like the top travel, des- international travel destinations for Americans. And mm-hmm. that's mostly where my audience comes from. So um, I thought I could come down here, you know, and get some information from my people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, so that is my plan. My plan is to have a lot of digital products that sell themselves people can have they can just go and buy it and you know I, I told my partner I was like if I get 10 sales a day mm-hmm. I t- sell 10 digital products a day I don't have to work anymore I don't have to do anything you know so for me I just I yeah I like people I just want to make products online that people can buy and I have a course coming out soon as well um okay. and yeah that's how I plan to make my money is to sell digital products and basically just sell themselves. And then I can wake up in the morning, look at my phone and be like, oh, hey, I sold a couple books today. I'm rich. I'm rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know some people, they're like, I want to make a million dollars. And I'm, yeah. looking at, I'm looking at them like, do you know anyone with a million dollars? Yeah. Because I know people who've made a million dollars and they're, they're like, wow, you're living the dream. Like, oh, yeah, me? You have a million dollars, you know? And so I know I'm like, making a million dollars, not my goal. You know, I don't need a million dollars to live. Mm-hmm. That's way too much money for me. I'm good. You know, I just need to make enough money so I can do whatever it is that I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. like if I decide I want to go to Bali tomorrow, I want to be able to buy a flight to Bali. Mm-hmm. And just go, you know, be able to, you know, pay for my dog to go somewhere if he, you know, pay for him to go to the um, boarding facility, just like nothing. You know, I just want to yeah. be able to, if I want to buy an $80 shirt, 
And I'd be like, oh my God, this is $80. Now I want to be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Go ahead. I can just buy it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that's really my goal. I just want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't need that much money to be comfortable. And if, you li- if I live in another country, my uh, cost of living is going to be way less significant, especially if I'm making USD. So mm-hmm. like, for example, that's honestly some of the reason why we moved down here to Mexico, because we're trying to save money. And it's just expensive. I don't, we don't want to pay, we don't want to pay $1,500 for rent. Yeah. I don't want to. I did that once. It was cool, but I would like to keep my money, you know, the, mm-hmm. the place that we're at now, I pay $600 a month. There's a lady that come and clean the room. Every, she comes and cleans our room every day. Nice. We have a maid, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to worry about the electricity bill, the gas bill. And all this other stuff, you know, all those other technical things that you normally have to worry about. I don't have to worry about any of that. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I- yeah, yeah. And, and, and I agree with you because, you know, like everyone's vision of like their best life ever is not the same. Like, you know, some people, they say, oh, yeah, well, I, I want I want X amount of money. How did you how did you think about you know, coming, coming, coming up with digital products. I mean, cause it's something I've been reading about lately, but I think mm-hmm. maybe it's because, you know, several guests have mentioned that. And so, you know, I've been asking them, like, how did you come up with the idea for, for all of these different products? Like what, what, like, yeah, what, what prompted you to come up with this? I was showing him, I was like, look at this, look at all the stuff I wrote. He was like, um, you need to sell that as a book. And I said, huh? yeah. it's like, sell it as a book on your website. And I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, okay. So I tried it, you know, and I sold a couple copies, you know, not too many. Um, but then uh, I was like, you know, but then I think, when did I write that book? It was like last year or something like that. And my new books that I have, my travel guides, those are the ones that sell the most now. And um, I'm I started making a lot of content about making about how to find cheap flights. And I was like, you know what? I should write like a little ebook and I can sell it on my website. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't even have to charge that much. Let me see if I can sell this on my website, make some money. And yeah, I sold over a hundred copies of that book, like oh. with almost within like a couple weeks, mm-hmm. you know, less than two months. I had sold over a hundred copies of this little ebook. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang. I should write more. I should write some more. <laughs> so then I so then I made another. Uh, so then I made another travel guide. I made another travel guide. So um, I was like, oh, okay. Well, now I know that people actually want this information. They're gonna pay for it. Mm-hmm. I need to make a travel guide for everywhere that I go. So now every every time I'm thinking about something, I'm like, I need to write a travel guide about that, you know? So uh, so that's how I got into that. And um, there's another thing that I'm going to start doing too, and that's making journals, because that's like another thing my partner did. He made a journal in like, uh, I don't know, I think it took him like a couple hours to do. Mm-hmm. And he's selling it on Amazon. He sold like 10 copies and he didn't even try. Oh, he didn't even try to like market it or anything. I was like, um, I'm about to make me some journals <laughs> sell them and see what happens with that. So that'll be, I just haven't gotten around to that one, but definitely uh, the, the e-courses I do plan. That's going to be really big for me too. Whenever I get around that, which should be soon. I need to get that e-course done before I go to Bali. That's that's my goal. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Because 
looking at other digital nomads and what they do, they're all, everyone's selling something. So you can yes, yes, that's true. I mean, my goodness, I have an ebook about moving abroad. Yes. Yes. So I, I completely agree. Like everyone's selling something. I completely agree. But, you know, of course, like started working on this article about fire, you know, the, 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 financial independence retire early movement and how it connects to <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there's this phenomenal book, you know, like your money or your life, you know, so like, you know, which, which one's more important. And so I'm glad that you really said that. Cause it's funny. Cause I had just started working on that today about, you know, people always say, oh yeah, well, I want this. I want that, you know, with respect to like traveling and, and really not having to spend as much on maybe housing and, and all kinds of the things that, you know, kind of unfortunately chain you sometimes to a job because you're like, oh, well, I have to stay at this job because I need to be able to pay for this. But, you know, the thing is that like, you know, when you change your mindset, you know, it, it, and, and you start to realize like, okay, well, if I spend less on A, maybe I can get more of B. If yeah. I go live in country, <laughs> you know, you know, C, D or F, I can now be able to enjoy, you know, G, H, I. You know what I mean? And of course, obviously, I could keep going with the alphabet, but, you know, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm sure the listeners would know what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, you have to realize, like, what's your priority? And yes, it's it's not easy, but, you know, there comes a time when it's like, OK, what do I really want? What do I really, really want? How can I make what I really want really happen? Yeah. Um, okay. That's the thing I yeah. tell people about budget travel. That's how I try to explain it to them. I'm like, budget travel isn't about, it's about saving money in one place so you can spend it in another place. Mm-hmm. But for me, I like experiences when I go and travel. I don't really care. I care about where I stay at, but I really just need Wi-Fi, uh, a bed and um, air conditioning, you know, because <laughs> I don't really plan on doing too much when I'm traveling. So, because I like to be out, I want to spend my money on activities. So, so, but if someone's traveling and they don't really care about activities, they just want to go stay in a nice hotel. Okay, well, you can go stay at a nice hotel. You can do free activities, save your money there, mm-hmm. or. Say, say, you know, maybe you just like to eat food when you go out, when you go and travel, which is cool. You know, the foodie is there. That's a movement. So if you would like to spend a lot of your money on food, then maybe you'll need to be spending all of it on your lodging. Maybe you need to stay at somewhere that's a little cheaper so you can spend your money on eating all the food, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's yes, it totally makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. That's how I try to explain the whole budget travel thing to people, because mm-hmm. it just depends on what you're trying to do, what you're trying to do with your money. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, you know, since you mentioned like, you know, all these different things you're doing, um, you know, with, with the, the books and the, and the writing, um, but you know, of course the, the traveling. Um, so, so what's, what's your day to day like, you know, at work and do you ever really feel like you can kind of distance yourself from work or, or is kind of work always on your mind because, you know, work really is life. Your life really is your work. Yes, my work is always on my mind. And I don't know if that is like a tourist trait or like what, but yes, it is constantly always very hard for me to not work. I, you know, I did a really good job. I did not pick up my laptop once in three days when I went on vacation, my vacation for my birthday. I put in quotations vacation because, you know, I don't take vacations. When I travel, 
we working, you know? So, um, <laughs> but I actually did. I took a vacation. I like to give myself an actual vacation for my birthday where I try my hardest not to work. <laughs> but I was posting on social media. So I did keep up with that. Um, so I do consider myself still kind of working, but not really. Um, but yeah, so like my day to day is just, you know, I get up, I try to get up probably at, since it's, it's when it gets hot outside, I have to get up earlier so I can walk my dog because I have a dog. Um, we can talk about that. Um, <laughs> so I usually this like this morning, I woke up at like 6 a.m., 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. The sun's already kind of shining here. It's like starting to come up at 6 a.m. So um, it takes me like an hour to get ready to go outside and walk my dog. <laughs> drive some nuts but uh <laughs> I actually like walk him at like 7 30 and then um we'll you know take like we'll go get our little smoothies for breakfast and then I'll come home and take a shower then I'll get on my computer and start working um because that's the other thing is like with having a dog is he has a lot of energy and he wants my attention so that's why I like to take him on a long walk in the morning because it kind of tires him out like right now he is knocked out Mm -hmm. his eyes closed so um when I take him on a walk in the morning and I bring him back he eats his breakfast then I have about four hours before he gets up and wants me to play with him and he starts bothering me. So I have a good four hours. That's usually the time that I used to work um, in the afternoon. So probably what, like 10, nine or nine to maybe one or something like that. And um, so I'll work on my computer, answering emails, doing all this stuff. Um, then I'll go on my phone, make a TikTok, then I'll make a TikTok because I have to post every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll make a TikTok or post something on TikTok and Instagram. And then after that, you know, we'll uh, probably go if we're, well, it depends on what time it is after that. Because it's probably like five or six after I get done doing all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do we do after that? Usually we'll go eat. But usually I like to t- walk the dog first. I like to walk him before the sun goes down. Um Cause there's like a lot of stray dogs and there's like these three dogs that live across from us and they just like run the block, but they're usually chained up. So mm-hmm. if they're, if they're in where they're supposed to be and then I'll take my dog outside to like walk him and then we'll usually just go out and hang out after that. Uh, no more work for the day. Usually um, after the sun goes down, I try not to work. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work too much, but I do gotta <laughs> get work done. Cause I, cause I find myself like if I'm like doing something for like a really long time, like it just it'll just be forever. So I try not to like work too much, and um, I have to like really set boundaries with myself because, like I said, work is always on my mind. But I try not to actually like spend a lot of my energy doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever felt unsafe in any country, or do you feel perfectly safe when you're out traveling? What now that you're, you know, living for a short time in Mexico? How does how do how do you feel? Well, yeah, I've been to a lot of countries. Um, from where we live at now here in Mexico, I definitely feel safe. Um, I've definitely walked my dog. We gone on walks by ourselves usually my partner comes with us because we're trying to like exercise we're trying to get it together before bali girl because that cruise <laughs> had us eaten so um <laughs> i try to get it together so uh if i'm you know I, I feel comfortable walking around by myself there's there are a lot of women 
here specifically that I see walking alone at night, mm-hmm. uh, riding their bikes by themselves. Um, there are a lot of women I see out here alone. So, I was, oh, and I'm surprised. I'm like, look at all these women. <laughs> I was telling them, look at these women. Because I like, will walk around at night stuff. I'm like, there are these women out here walking at night with not a care in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, um, I definitely, I feel safe here for sure. Uh, there's really not too much going on. Um, and other countries, yeah, uh, I definitely have my, I don't think I felt unsafe anywhere, but I know when I'm traveling solo, I have a lot of rules for my safety rules that I try to follow, um, just, you know, to make sure that I'm good. So like, I don't go out, like, I don't go out at night by myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, usually if I'm traveling in like another country, if I do want to go out, I'll go out with like a group of people, um, I like to stay at hostels because, you know, there's a lot of people there, safety in numbers. So um, that's another reason why I usually feel safe wherever I'm staying at. Um, But yeah, I usually, I haven't had any safety concerns anywhere I was at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I definitely feel safe in Mexico. Mexico is cool. Like, and I like that, like the building I'm in, there's a gate. At, like to get in the building, hey, you need a key in the gate, and yeah, girl, it's hard to get in and out of the gate even with the key. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah. like, I know ain't nobody about to be able to just slip in here because it's hard to open it with the key, you yeah. know. So, and I mean, those are some really good rules to follow. Like, no matter you know where you are, um, so those are some really good rules to follow. You know, I mean, you know, this relationship clearly sounds amazing. So, how did you guys meet? And and how how did you start to like like him, fall in love with him? Like like tell us all about that. Okay, so I met him in 2017. Yeah, mm-hmm. 2017. I was newly single at the time, and um, I met him on Bumble. I met him on Bumble, and but we had you know one of the things where you like swipe on someone and you guys like following each other on social media but you don't really like talk to him too much but we weren't really talking like that but he you know he would like like stuff or like say or like send me like a oh you know this is cute or something like that um but we weren't really talking like that and one day I was out on another date with uh, another guy and I was and I was actually funny I had my dog with me on those dates because I would take my dog with me on dates um, <laughs> so we had my dog on a date with this other guy and we were at this bar and I was like hey I gotta go use the restroom so I went I was walking to the restroom and I hear someone say Aaliyah and I was like who is that and I turn around it's him and I'm like oh I had never seen him in real life and I was like oh my gosh this guy is cute he's hot so I was, <laughs> I, was like, I gotta meet up with him again and so you know I just said hey to him and then I went on to the restroom and um I think after that, he actually sent me a message and was like, hey, you know, like we should hang out, Um, you know, we should do something. So I hung out with him Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, ever since then, we kind of we were like we we, we've been hanging out like normally, like regularly on a regular basis. But we were both dating other people. Like we were not like together. We were. Yeah. So we were hanging out openly, you know, like we were dating openly. Mm -hmm. But um, ever since. Like I said, when the pandemic happened, which was what that was like 2020, 
like I said, we had definitely been dating it openly the whole time, you know, but more so like on like a friend's level, mm-hmm. you know, like I definitely, I like met his family and he's met a lot of my friends and my family and things like that. But we didn't actually start living together until the pandemic when he was helping me take care of my mom. And ever since then, we just kind of been like attached to the hip. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is, that's kind of like how, how we met um, when we have a lot of things in common um, and just hanging out with him. He's just had a really fun person and he's a nice person and he's not just you know people be like oh they're a nice person no he he like is really like a nice person like he's not only nice to me but he's like nice to other people he's nice to his family members he doesn't he doesn't talk down like about people like he doesn't talk about girls like his like even the way he talks about his ex-girlfriends and his ex-wife and stuff like that he doesn't talk bad about them like he doesn't say like they're bad people you know and I um I know I can trust him and (laughs) I know I can trust him I know I can depend on him to help me if I'm in like a jam Mm -hmm. so that's really what got me is like one time one time I (laughs) my car broke down in the rain girl not only like I had like my tire like was like busted. It was raining outside. My tire was busted, and then my car stopped working like all at the same time. It was like really crazy. And I was on my way to work. Like I needed to work. I was working like a gig, and I needed my car. Like I needed to go downtown. And I called him. And I was like, "Hey, where are you?" He was like, "Oh, I'm like." He was like on his way like to like the location where I was. I was like, oh, "Okay." I was like, "Hey, uh, can you help me?" You know. And he was like, sure, girl, he took me to work and everything. So, um, and just like ever since then, like, he's just a very dependable person. He's a fun person. He's like actually a fun person. And um, he's nice. He gives good advice. And I know he's there for me. So I think I can trust that for sure. Like, I know he's like a nice person. Like, even if, if I was like... Um, get away from me, like, go away. I'm going back to America. I'm leaving you in Mexico. If I had text him like a month later, I'm like, I need something from you. He would be like, okay, you know? So (laughs) I just know I can depend on him. So that's definitely what I love about him. He's he's the best. I love him. He's an awesome guy. And he's so smart. He's very smart. And he's really good at math, which is very useful for me. I make him calculate things every day. <laughs> like, how much is this? I make him do okay. the conversion all the time. I'm like, how how much is that in USD? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So then, so then, let me ask you, like, what's the tourist visa process like for an American? You know, um, like, is it is it pretty simple? Is it pretty difficult? Has it ever been difficult? Yeah, what's what's it like? No, it's you know, Mexico. I, Honestly, I don't know. I'm trying to think back if they ever even had any like restrictions. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever even had any COVID restrictions before because uh, people were coming down here in, during the pandemic like hard. Mm-hmm. So um, it was super easy, like very, very easy. And it was like I said, it was really easy to get the dog here and everything. Like he came here on the plane with us. So it was it was like very, very easy. Um, super simple. Uh, U.S. citizens can stay in Mexico for up to 180 days. 
Mm-hmm. So I definitely won't be here for 180 days because I have to go to Bali for the group trip, mm-hmm. uh, which is business related. So I'm pretty sure those flights going to be a write-off. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I mean, so that that's how long it is. It was super easy. You just come on over here, give them your passport. I'm pretty sure that uh, Mexico is one of those countries that you can go to where you don't need six months validity on your passport mm-hmm. you might want to double check that if whoever's listening but i'm pretty sure that's one of the places that one of the few places where that is not a requirement mm-hmm. so if your passport is about to expire you can still go to mexico mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. actually one of my friends got her a uh, passport renewed while she was while she while she was in mexico do you think maybe in the future this might be some place where you might come back to and say, hey, we liked it so much. Let's set up camp here. Let's stay longer. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know um, I know for sure when I come back from Bali, uh, when we, whenever we come back from Bali, I'm going to, um, I definitely want to go to another side of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, like right now we're in that Quintana Roo area with, you know, Hobox, Cancun, Tulum, uh, Playa del Carmen, up that little Riviera Maya coast is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when we come back from Asia, I want to go to the other side of Mexico or maybe try one of the cities like Mexico City or like Guadalajara or, or somewhere up the coast um, on that side. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But I do, whatever it is, I just need to make sure that I can get my dog on a flight. That's all. That's like that's really like the biggest thing is yeah. can I get the can I get the dog on the flight? Mm-hmm. Over there. there are a lot of I, I know that they're very pet, they're they're pretty pet friendly in in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So like there I it was very easy to find an Airbnb that took a pet, which is is not the case in America. Um and so I don't think it'll be an issue. It's never been an issue to find a place to stay. It's more so which place to stay because it's such a big country. It's huge. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so many different spots that people are like, oh, you need to go over here. You need to go over there. Mm-hmm. So I try to take it one area at a time so that I'm going to stay here for like two and a half months and mm-hmm. uh, get all the information I can about this whole area so I can make it into a big travel guide. And then... Um, you know, move on to another area of Mexico because I want to try them all out. You know, I'm not one of those people who will be like, um, oh, I went to a country and I just went to one spot and I just stayed there. Nope, that's not what I do. I like to move it around. I like to see the whole country because mm-hmm. that's how I get a real feel of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can't it's like going to New York and being like, oh, yes, I know all about America. Like, not if you only went to New York, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's really my plan is like to move around and go to uh, other spots in Mexico, and then maybe go to another country in Central America. What have been the struggles and the joys of being an expat? Um, I think the struggles will be just like finding things. Like right now, mm-hmm. I need to take my hair down. <laughs> and I left. I don't know why I did this, but I, I didn't bring any hair products with me. Uh-huh. I, just, I left yes, them all. Hair there. products. Yes. I agree. (laughs) And there are people here. I found on this expat group that do um, that do braids, but I'm taking these braids out. I don't want to put braids immediately back in my hair. I gotta want to at least like let it breathe for a while. So I need Mm -hmm. to find I need to find some hair products. Um, 
So yeah, basically like finding things is difficult. Not difficult, but like that's like definitely like a struggle is like finding a place to you know, get your hair done, like finding a place to get wax, finding a place to get your nails done. I mean, you know, like things like that. Um, oh, like, you know, find, luckily there's a, um, there's a boarding veterinary play, pet hotel literally like right around the corner from here. But like finding a place like that, like I, I took my dog to the vet the other day. So finding a vet, um, and just like, yeah, basically finding stuff is definitely the, the, the issue, the only struggle that I've had. Uh, but I mean, yeah, yeah, finding things, but that's like a normal thing. Uh, Joyce, uh, being somewhere different, you know, um, honestly, I just, I like going outside and I don't know, I have like this weird obsession with the palm trees. You know, I'm from Texas, we ain't got no palm trees. So <laughs> the palm trees, being able to walk to the beach, um, you know, being able to get street food that doesn't cost a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. You can go right over here, there's a dude selling tacos outside the grocery store. I'm like, how is this guy selling, how do they have these people with these food stalls set up outside of the grocery store? <laughs> they would never allow that in America, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They'd be thinking it was competition, but no, you can just walk outside and just walk around the corner and get some food, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I like not having to drive. I like mm-hmm. being able to walk places. I, driving makes me nervous, so um, I'm just happy I don't have to do that anymore. Um, you know, I really like uh, having low rent, not having to pay an arm and a leg to stay somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um I took my dog, uh, I was over at the vet today picking up some medication for my dog. We just got so tired of being beaten, having beaten up our wallets in America, mm-hmm. literally doing nothing. So yeah. it's just a relief to actually be somewhere where things are affordable. Yeah, <laughs> but you yeah. still have, but you still have access to, you know, like things to do. And stuff like that, because in America, I guess in Texas, if you, you can live somewhere affordable, it's going to be far away, mm-hmm. like super far away from everything. Like you, know, you got to go way out in the country, basically. Mm-hmm. For here, you can pay that same price and you'll be in the city. So <laughs> so I definitely enjoy that. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I like. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, it's our life. I like that. So I'm going to end there today with this interview. Thank you so much, Aaliyah, for taking the time really to be interviewed by me on this podcast. Are we home yet? And I hope everyone has a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Check out my next interview with Marshall, who is really enjoying living in Guatemala with his wife. Now, Guatemala is somewhere that's called the Land of Eternal Spring. It has beautiful lakes and rivers. It's really a marvelous place to not just visit, but also live. And Marshall created a stand-up paddleboard business. It's called Sup Atilan. So he's really enjoying the water, the weather, and making something special for tourists to enjoy when they come visit. Check out this episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to arewehomeyetpodcast.com. I'm Jalila Clark. See you next time.